Hi, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Kelly, and welcome to The Millennial Minimalists. We are two Canadian millennials and minimalists on a mission to live more with less. And together, our goal is to inspire you to design a simpler, more intentional life. Hi everyone, it's Kelly and today I'm resharing a popular episode where Lauren and I talk about the many motivations that are driving people to adopt a minimalist lifestyle and the benefits that come with living simply. Now more than ever, people around the world are becoming motivated to remove the excess stuff in their lives and live with greater intention. And in this episode, Lauren and I explore the many motivations behind why this lifestyle is growing in popularity. Earlier this year, we asked our listeners two questions on our Instagram page at Millennial Minimalists to uncover why they adopted this lifestyle and how living simply has improved their lives for the better. And together, Lauren and I review these responses and share our own related experiences and lessons. Plus, we dive into why we are so passionate about growing the minimalist movement and how this way of life can be beneficial for everyone. Whether you have adopted this lifestyle already or you're just starting to remove the excess from your life, this episode is for you. Be inspired by the many minimalist motivations out there and all the great rewards that come with living with less. Since COVID started, this lifestyle has really been growing. I don't know about you, Lauren, but even just in my own network, so many people are coming to me and saying, wow, like, tell me more about this lifestyle. And, or, you know, this past year, I got rid of X number of items. And, you know, I'm trying to be more mindful about my spending since over the past year, I've found that I don't spend as much because I'm not out as much. Do you find the same? Yeah, I think people being stuck at home this past year has really shown them firsthand how much stuff they have and how much it's contributing to like just their anxiety and their stress and and be living in it all day every day I think has motivated so many people to simplify their lives and then on top of that you know a lot of people lost their jobs or it, it's a way to save money by buying less stuff or by selling stuff they have so um, Jimmy Kimmel made the joke that uh, Marie Kondo, like after that whole, it blew up on Netflix and then yeah. lockdown happened. He was like, oh, people probably want their stuff back now that they're stuck at home. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that, that joke. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I thought it could go either way. I also think it gave the op- people the opportunity because they were at home and they had the time. They could start decluttering and simplifying and going through their stuff. So. No, absolutely. I actually read an article in Fast Company. It was called COVID-19 Killed Maximalism. And it talked about studies that showed how people now want simple and comfortable spaces. And arguably, it's because we're more working from home now more than ever, right? So the former aesthetic of excess which is maximalism, is no longer valued, right? People just want a simple and comfortable space and something that gives them clarity so that they can focus, right? You know, being stuck in our homes and, and, and working away and ha- seeing everything you own just scattered everywhere is not helpful. So I think it, you know, it really, it really made people realize. And also I, I read another article that talked about the future of remote work It's actually in Forbes. And in this article, it said by 2025, 70% of the U.S. workforce will be working from home at least five days a month. And so I was like, wow, okay, so that makes sense. Like we need these simple spaces more than ever, right? And also like leaders and organizations, most companies, they're realizing, hey, we don't need an office anymore. Our employees can work from home. I mean, 
companies are more trusting. They're like, okay, well, my employees have done it for a year now. Maybe we can do it for good, right? So more, a lot of people are adjusting to the idea of less and also to save money as well. Businesses will save money by not having that, that space and having their employees work from home. So. Yes, definitely changing the way we work. I'm the type of person that in order for me to work from home, I need the place clean and put back together. So I know not everyone works that way, but if you do work that way and you're forced to work from home, then you have no choice but to like get your house together. So I, I remember in the early days of podcasting with you, I would say, hey, Lauren, can I can I use your space to record? Or, hey, Lauren, can I just use your space to do some research or to study? And it was honestly because I couldn't study in my own house because your house was so simple and I was still in the process of adopting this lifestyle. And, you know, I just felt distracted in my own home. That's it. That has since changed. But yeah, it definitely makes a big difference. Yeah, it's crazy how one of the benefits of minimalism is focus. Mm -hmm. Like it's just not, you would think, you know, it's nice to have a simple space, but the ability to have more focus and clarity and a clear mind, we're going to go over what some of our listeners, why they're interested in, but it is, it's crazy how much more just focus it gives to your life. Yes. Yes. I would say the biggest motivation for me, and we should talk about our own motivations for sure and share them. Biggest motivation for me is I, you know, I was at a point in my life, I was at a crossroads in my life and everybody has that experience at some point in their life. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, I, I want more meaning. I want to feel greater fulfillment in my everyday. And it was through eliminating that stuff that I was able to regain that clarity and, and, and mental focus and be more present. And I would say that was my biggest motivation was to find more meaning, but really in finding more meaning by removing the physical things, I was able to get this clarity. And I think that that was really my driver to have that mental clarity. So that for me was the biggest piece and it connects with everything else. And by having that clarity, I'm able to be more intentional with how I'm spending my time. So I would say that that was my biggest motivator. And, you know, everybody has a different motivation and, and a different story that led them to adopt this lifestyle. And through sharing those two Instagram posts, we learned so much. I mean, we asked two questions and our Instagram blew up and, and both of us were just like, wow, like people are passionate and people want to share their stories and they want to share their stories because there's so many amazing benefits that come with living with less. Okay. I just wanted to touch upon before we get started, why do we have so much in the first place? And in the Less Is Now documentary, they say it's because we have the opportunity to have so much stuff. And if you think about it, it's so easy to buy stuff now. Stuff is so cheap. It's, it's everywhere. I, I was even thinking every day when you come home from work or from school or from anywhere, just look at the stuff you've brought into your house and your home and your life every single day. There's probably something in your bag or in your pocket. It's just so easy to accumulate stuff now. And I also think our lives are, it's, it's such a pacifier. Like every time we want something new or we want something better, we want something different, we just buy it. We, there's no, we, we don't think about it at all. We just automatically buy it. And 
I even, I was taking a shower the other day. I'm like, oh, you know what would be nice to get out of the shower and put on a house robe. I'm going to buy a house robe. And, <laughs> but that's how we think all the time. And it's just so easy for us to buy stuff. So like they said in the documentary, it's just this um, ability to own all of this stuff and how easy it's become. It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. And I mean, every day goes by and I personally even think about, I'm like, have I spent any money today? Cause I find, you know, living the city life, you go out even for a walk and often I want to, f- I want to have a destination, you know, I'm going for a walk and on my walk, I'm going to get X or on my walk, I walk by stores and I'm like, ooh, I think I need this. And what's really helped me is obviously our wants and our needs list, which we've talked about many times, having those lists and having that notepad in my phone to remind me, hey, don't need this. And something that we've actually mentioned off the pod is the our own challenge, which we call the Millennial Minimalists Essentials Challenge, which challenges you to only buy the essentials for a month and uh, the essentials only. So only those things that you really need every day and, and, you know, have those, those bigger purchases on that want list and see if you can go 30 days without it. So it's really, really helpful to be mindful of that, but you're right, Lauren, like before we talk about why is it popular? How did we get here? Why are we here? Why do people accumulate so much stuff? Like why are we still, and we're still accumulating a lot of stuff. I mean, not everybody's adopting this lifestyle, right? People are still accumulating. So how can we move away from that? And why are people moving away from it? Because it's making them feel better. It's giving them a meaning, more meaningful life. I mean, that is what we've learned from the responses that we've read, but also the research that we've done. So in terms of why this lifestyle is on the rise, I did some research and one of my favorite blogs is I follow Joshua Becker. Uh, fellow minimalist thought leader, and he has a blog titled 10 Reasons Why Minimalism is Growing. And from his 10, I actually came up with a short list of five through this, this blog and also other articles I read. And aside from COVID, uh, number one, concern for the environment. And I think this is something that you also read up on, Lauren. So I think that a lot of us were learning <laughs> that the less we consume, the more we can reduce our ecological footprint and make a positive impact on the environment. And by simply buying less, we are living more sustainably, which is amazing. And things that we can do is we can start using sustainable materials, wearing sustainable materials, simply driving less and walking more. I mean, it's easy for us because we live in the city. So there's so many things that you can do. And I would say from my research and my interactions with even our listeners, a lot of people are very concerned for the environment. And that is definitely one of the motivating factors of why they simplified their lives. And number two, uh, the realization that more possessions do not equate to greater happiness, which was, I would say, I mean, next to environment, this is the, this is the main one. We are actually more advertised today than ever before, Lauren. And, and consumerism is still here. It's not going away. But I think we are learning that more possessions are leaving us unfulfilled. And, you know, everybody hears the line, you know, money doesn't make you happy. And we are seeking happiness and fulfillment 
in our work, our relationships, our experiences. And I think we're learning that. I mean, even, even this past year, I found so many silver linings because I would say that I kept in touch with my friends more. I felt more fulfilled in my work and you know, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones, but it's, it's great that I was able to see that like and experience that and be like, Hey, like it's the possessions I'm owning are not giving me happiness. Yes. I'm happy that I have my own little apartment, but that is not bringing me happiness every day. What's bringing me happiness is the sense of connection I get with my friends and my family. So that's number two. Number three of the five is advances in technology. So if you think about it, we have so many technologies that can take away other technologies. Like our laptops and our smartphones can replace our physical calendars, our calculators, our alarm clocks, our watches, our newspapers, our notebooks, and so much more, which gives us the room to own less which is awesome. Actually, Lauren uh, at um, Over Drinks yesterday, she was talking about how she has the most amazing digital book library because a lot of people, they love their, they love books and they love to own books and lots of books so that they can pull it and read a line. And that's a beautiful thing. And you can still be a minimalist and own a lot of books if you love books. But for Lauren, she prefers not to have the physical book. And so she's able to keep all those things in her phone, right? So these technologies have really given us the opportunity to combine everything we need into one, which is great. Super helpful. It gets rid of those little knickknacks around the house. And it also gives us the opportunity to, like having a laptop, gives us the opportunity to work from home. And also everything the internet provides us these days helps us start our own company. It helps it helped Lauren and I start this podcast. It's amazing. And, you know, and it also is inspiring people to, to start their own businesses outside of the nine to five, which is awesome. Uh, number four is to save money. A mental lifestyle helps us save money by challenging us to be more intentional with how we spend. And I think that we're really learning the benefit that comes with living within or below our means. Lauren, would you say that you're living within or below your means? I would say I always live within. Yeah. Maybe a little bit below. That's good. You got to save for a rainy day. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I would say that I am living below my, my means. And I, I love that because that means that I'm saving. I also came from a family that's always all about save, 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 save. So it's kind of ingrained in me. But in, in this article, Joshua Becker references a finance author named Dave Ramsey. Have you heard of him, Lauren? I feel like you would have. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, gosh, I, I checked out his page on Instagram. Super inspiring. We got to get him on the pod one day. He, he sounds incredible. All about how to, you know, be more intentional with how you spend your money. So that's a huge one. And number five is to create space to give back. So we are seeing what is happening around the world today more than ever because we have those outlets to see what's happening in other countries. And so I think in some ways it's really opening our eyes that we should live, be more grateful for, for what we have here in the West. And it gives us the opportunity to be more mindful about how we're living so that we can live more responsibly and also think about giving back to causes that can make a difference in the lives of others. So. Yeah. So that's, those are the five that I came up with through my research. And I think the one that really stands out the most for me is the realization that possessions do not equate to greater happiness. Yeah. And I wanted to touch on that. I actually think that you could argue they in fact contribute to unhappiness. Yeah. 
that's what we're realizing is that we're kind of in this pursuit of happiness and buying all of this stuff. And then we're stuck at home with all of this stuff that we don't want or need or use. And we've spent all of this money on it. And that's just creating more anxiety and stress in our lives. And we're surrounded by all of this stuff. So not only does it not contribute to happiness, but like I said, it can cause unhappiness. So it, it's really interesting how well marketing works. Yeah. So going into why I think it's become so popular, and I'm, I was so interested to reach out to you know, the people who follow us on Instagram and ask why they're interested in this lifestyle. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm so curious. And, you know, I've, I've lived this way my whole life ever since I was a little kid. And the biggest reason I love it, and I, I think this is why it's gotten so popular as well, and it's a bit shallow, but it's the aesthetic. Okay. I've always loved the aesthetic of minimalism. I love the simplicity of just a very simple home, a very simple workspace. When I was a kid, I always just had my one pencil in my desk and my one binder and my room. I just had my bed and a few toys. And, you know, as I got older, my spaces were always very simple. And, um, you know, Donna K. White said in her book, Decluttering at the Speed of Life, it's nice to come home and have a place to rest your eye. And that resonated with me so much because it's so true. I, you know, I can't control my environment when I'm out or at other people's, but when I come home to my own place, it's so calming and it's so peaceful and there isn't that much to look at, which is, is so nice. I actually got Kelly flowers yesterday and I had them on my counter and I had a few other things on my counter and I had to like put them away just so I could appreciate the beauty of the flowers because I felt like anything around them took away from them. So I've always just loved the aesthetic of minimalism and I feel like people are beginning to see that. They, they don't want these cluttered homes with all of this stuff in it. These like closets full of all these, this, these clothes and all these products. Like I, I feel like, you know, it's so nice to wake up in the morning and just have this like simple home and this simple space. So I think the aesthetic has become really popular. Even you can say it's become trendy and like design and decor as well, but the aesthetic at the end of the day just brings me a lot of peace. And then the second point, which Kelly touched on, is debt. So like I said, with this opportunity to buy so much stuff, we, we are maxing out credit cards and it, it's getting hard for our generation to like buy our first home and, you know, to start a family. Like things are getting so expensive and we're probably the worst generation to start saving for our retirement. But debt is becoming such a big issue. And when you're able to step back and really figure out what exactly you need to live, you know, a happy life, it, it's not very much. And it's definitely not these material things that are making it any better. So I think people are really starting to look at and understand their finances. And, you know, decluttering is so popular these days. And when people are putting their hard earned money in garbage bags constantly, they want to take a step back and be like, I don't want to just keep buying stuff and getting rid of it. Like I, mm -hmm. I want to put that money towards better things. Yeah. Higher quality pieces that last a long time. Yeah, that last a long time and that you love and actually use. The third point is a lot of people suffer from anxiety these days. And I, I think that minimalism can help reduce that. You know, I, 
I was saying to Kelly before we started talking today, our lives are just so unmanageable these days. Like you come home from working all day and the place is a mess and you have laundry to do and dishes and bills to pay and you have to go to the dentist and see your friends and family. And then you're supposed to like read and exercise and meditate and right. it's just like, like our lives are so busy these days. So like, why not take control over the areas that you're able to? Like if you have less clothes, you'll have less laundry. If you have less dishware, you'll have less dishes to do. Mm -hmm. um, if there's not very much stuff in your place, you'll have less stuff to put away. If you're not constantly shopping, then you'll have less returns or less time to advocate towards using or putting away or storing that stuff. I, I don't think we were kind of at that point yet where we're understanding how much stuff is affecting us on how many levels, but it reduces your stress and anxiety so much in so many different ways. So like I said, even just being having a stressful day and coming home to like a very peaceful, calm home can do wonders for your physical and mental health. And that goes into my point on time. You know, there's so much we can do with our time these days. And obviously I would rather take an hour and, you know, have a cup of coffee and read a book than like go to the mall and return something. So exactly. Yeah. Like it's like, where do you want to put your time and do you value your time cleaning? Like just the like washing floors or dusting can take substantially less time if you own less stuff, you're not having to move it out of the way to clean it and then put it back. If you own less clothes or you create that capsule wardrobe, you're not constantly having to shop and like follow trends and you know, you get time back in that sense. Mm -hmm. Like there's just so many ways it gives you back your time to do things that you actually want to do. And then of course, what Kelly said on the environmental impact, I think that you know, we're starting to learn the impact of our decisions on the environment and how we can each do our part. And just simply owning less clothes, you know, buying less food and eating what you do eat, or you, there's so many, like the simplest of ways that you can make a huge difference. And even if it doesn't feel like it's a huge difference, if a million people did it, it, it does make a substantial difference. So I think people, you know, as we're starting to learn how our lifestyles are in, impacting the environment, we, like I said, we all want to do our part. And minimalism enables you so much to have a huge part in that. Yeah, I actually, I want to mention a couple things because first of all, we get time back with this lifestyle and that is huge. That's one of the best benefits because- you're like, wow, I now have time to do things that are more meaningful to me, right? And so that's huge. And you also touched on money and saving, especially our generation. You know, I think a lot of us, we've learned, we're rejecting our parents' behaviors. You know, baby boomers were told that more is better. So we're realizing that, you know, these things don't equate to happiness. We're, we're also, as millennials, it's more difficult to rent or buy a home these days. So we're seeing the value in saving more and living below or within our means and be more intentional with our money. So that's huge. Um, I was having this conversation with my dad and there's so much wisdom in this, but a lot of times we save for something. So it's like, I want a car, I want a house, I want 
I don't know, this phone. We're always saving for something. And my biggest financial advice is to save just to save. There is so much peace of mind to just have money in your bank account. If you get fired, if there, you know, if you just need money, it's, it's just your day to day peace of mind to have money in your account is worth that. So, you know, we're spending all of this money on all of this material items that are causing, can in some cases cause us unhappiness when having money in your bank account in and of itself is just peace of mind. Yeah, it definitely helps ease any mental stress that you can get from your finances, that's for sure. And I'm sure, Lauren, you and I have both felt it. So it's a good reminder, just save to save. You don't always have to save for an item. Um, save to save, you know, this is a lifelong journey, uh, you know, and in every day you're learning about what is most meaningful to you and what you want to spend your money on. So in some ways, by not saving to save, it's impulse. It's like an impulse buy, right? Because you want to think about the long term. Like, do I really need this item? Do I really need this day to day in my life? Right. And um, yeah, I think it's just so smart to be more mindful of that. And I know, Lauren, something you do is sometimes you will have those feelings of like, oh, yeah, I want to buy that. And then you'll look into your phone and be like, no, 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 I don't want to spend money on that right now. Right. I love that. You stop. Well, I track my money. It's not like obsessive. I just take a few minutes at the end of the day to write down what I've purchased, Mm -hmm. but um, it it really helps me keep aware of what I'm buying and where my money is going. And if I spent a little bit more money in one area, then I'll save a little bit in another. So it, it just, it keeps me aware of something instead of stressing about it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into the responses on Instagram. So again, on Instagram, we asked you two questions to learn more about your minimalist motivations. I love the alliteration there and how this lifestyle is improving your lives. So number one, we asked what motivated you to adopt a minimalist lifestyle? And while I would love to read all of your responses, we got an overwhelming number. Uh, So I chose a few that I thought I would read to really show you the different ways or the different reasoning behind why people are adopting this lifestyle. So the first one is less clutter means less to clean. As Lauren mentioned before, the less you own, the less you need to spend time cleaning (laughs) around or the physical things that you own. The other one, uh, another one is, As a single mom, I wanted to create space to focus on my children versus cleaning and organizing. Like, wow, that just goes to show the time that you're getting back. Uh, Another is, I just wanted to be happy and enjoy the little things. And I can really relate with that one. By only less, you're going to find so much greater happiness. The next one is, I wanted to find clarity going into my future as an adult. I am 17 now and better prepared. Like when I read that, I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. (laughs) The next one is my parents have too much stuff and I have an unhealthy relationship with it. And so I wanted to avoid that same behavior. That's so mindful. I can, I, you know, Lauren and I can relate to you, (laughs) but I mean, our parents are definitely improving since then. So uh, the next one is to be more intentional with what I buy and how I spend my time, right? So you're going to be able to save money and be more mindful of how you're spending your time so you can spend it more wisely. The next one is the idea of enjoying life. I love that because stuff doesn't bring us, stuff can bring us joy, 
but it's not going to fulfill us, right? Uh, the next one is making my tiny apartment more livable. I was like, uh-huh. yes, <laughs> Lauren and I we live in tiny. Yeah. Pardon? I said we can relate. Yeah, yeah. Lauren and I have similar sized apartments, but uh, we also feel very grateful to have our little apartments. But again, having a tiny space sometimes can be a challenge. Uh, so owning less definitely makes it easier. The next one is I was Googling ways to save money and found minimalism. Then I was hooked. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> so true. Uh, the next one, I realized that the stuff I bought to make me happy was actually stressing me out. Like, wow. Yeah, the irony. The irony of that. Yeah. The next one is uh, stress and overwhelm. That was motivating me to adopt this lifestyle. And the next one was my depression and anxiety. That is huge. And we've touched on this before. It really helps with that. I mean, I am someone who is definitely, has definitely experienced anxiety. I think majority of us have out there. Yeah, uh, I feel like everyone has. I couldn't imagine, I feel like my anxiety would be a lot worse if I had a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Actually, I interviewed Julian Brass. I, don't, I believe, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about how to own your anxiety. So if you haven't checked that out, definitely check that one out. Uh, and another response was all of the clutter around me needed to stop. I was stuck in a rut mentally and financially. So just a reminder that just removing the physical clutter, you'll feel mental clarity and also financially you'll be saving. So it's huge, double whammy. Uh, The next one is the sense of control during a time of grief. That one really, really hit me hard. Living a minimalist lifestyle is the benefits that come from this can be so impactful in the most positive way because it can give you that clarity to feel okay, to feel better, to, to have that clarity to speak up, to, to be present, to seek help when you need to, um, to speak up when you need to. And we've talked about mental minimalism quite a few times and it's definitely helped me in my own life big time big time. Even just having a journal every day has helped me kind of clear my thoughts. You know, I mean, having long showers helps too, but sometimes just writing them down, getting them, removing them from your mind is really helpful. So a sense of control during a time of grief. Beautiful. Thank you for that response. And um, someone also responded that when my dad passed cleaning all of his possessions, and, you know, we've, we've seen with Joshua and the minimalism documentary that the minimalist, Joshua Fields Milburn, he also had that experience. And that was mainly the motivator that to the experience that may have motivated him to adopt this lifestyle. So his mom had passed and it was through cleaning all of her possessions. So very relatable. And last one. I hit a point of being so overwhelmed from consuming so much that life felt crowded. And so again, back to the clarity piece. So yeah, there are so many beautiful responses. I want to say thank you to everyone. I mean, a couple others, uh, climate change, you know, uh, just wanting and needing a change. Some people want a reset on life and, and this lifestyle is that opportunity to do so. And yeah, I would say the majority of the responses were around mental clarity and having time back.
but also having a clean space, you know, and that's what we hear about all the time, right? I want to minimize because I want my place space clean, but you want it clean so that you have a clear mind, right? And also so that you're not jumping over everything every day, you know? <laughs> so, but anyways, we'll go into the second question. How has a minimalist lifestyle improved your every day? Um, so the first one was I come home and my place looks Zen and more relaxing. And I just talked about this. I relate a hundred percent. Like I create my space for that reason. Life is hectic and stressful. So if I can have my space to be Zen and relaxing, then it's very beneficial. The second one was less decisions to make each day, less time tidying and organizing. Even if my place is a complete disaster, I can get it put back together in probably less than 20 minutes. So it is once you get rid of all the stuff you don't need, the maintenance of cleaning and organizing it or tidying, it becomes very quick. You can do yeah. it very quickly, which is nice. Um, the third, t third one, it feels like everyday pressures have reduced. So I talked about that a lot. You know, our, our lives are so hectic and stressful. So it's one less thing on your plate. Less anxiety, which we can all relate to if you would start to adopt this lifestyle. Less things to worry about and less stress. How true is that? The less you have in your life, the less you have to worry about. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, the next one, I invest my time into what matters to me. I love that. Um, more money in my pocket. Very oh, simple yeah. for how much we talked about money. More time with friends and family. So if you're always at the mall or you're always at home cleaning, this can help get you back into spending more time with friends and family. Less time managing inventory. I find that word, Kelly, popping up a lot on YouTube videos and stuff is that we're realizing the stuff in our homes and what we buy is inventory that we have to manage. Oh yeah, it's storage. We have to store this stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. And like once, if you have to manage the inventory, you have to think about it. So um, it's interesting how we're, that word's coming up so much. Um, it made moving so much easier. Uh, I moved a lot in my 20s and I could always do it in one car load. So I can relate to Love you. Love that. I remember I moved in with this girl, Jessica, when I was 24 and I brought up my stuff and she's like, oh, I can come down and help you get the rest. And I'm like, oh, this is it. <laughs> And she was like, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. So but it definitely does. How, it helps me both mentally and physically. So it's so interesting that by reducing physical clutter, how much it helps you mentally. We should do a podcast on mental health and minimalism, Kelly. Yeah. I mean, we've done a couple, but it was back in the day. So we haven't done one in a while and we definitely should. And uh, yeah, I, it, back to the inventory piece, Lauren. Yeah. So as many of you guys know, I manage a run for charities in Toronto, Canada, and a lot of our run material needs to be stored. And we have a storage space. We have a fulfillment house. And I always remind myself because you have to, you, you're paying to store items, right? And the more stuff that we have, the more it's going to cost. And if you think about it in your home, the more you're storing, the more it's costing you in terms of like your mental space. Like you have to look at it, right? And I always say that. I always think, oh, 
uh, dad's like, Oh, well, do you want this? Do you, do you want, do you want this? And I was like, no, it'll probably just end up in my closet. He was like, yeah, but then you can use it at a different time. And I was like, yeah, but it's not worth the cost of storing. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, it's not worth my mental bandwidth to look at it every day. <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to look at every day. I'm like you, when I go back to my parents, they like put a bunch of stuff in my bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get home and you're like, oh, I need to remember to bring this back the next time I go see them. <laughs> no, it is. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. A, a, a little side note. It was so cute. So celebrating my birthday yesterday, I, I had a Zoom call with my family and my aunt and uncle were on the call as well. And we started talking about our closets and the clothes that we owned. And my uncle joked that his wife only wears 10% of her closet. And then she joked that he wears 2% and mainly because of COVID. So they're wearing the same things every day. And uh, my dad then made a joke. He goes, Hey, yeah, we had a zoom call for your birthday last year. And, and I was, I was coming up for the call and my mom apparently said, Oh, you wore that in our video last year. Go change. <laughs> he had the same shirt on. <laughs> and oh my dad, God, that's so cute. I know my dad has the biggest wardrobe ever, more than my mom. And he has every golf shirt imaginable, but he'll, he'll only wear X percent of his closet. So I definitely need to get in there and help him. But uh, I, I just, I thought that was really funny. But Another thing he said, and, and this really, really was cool because it reminds, it, it, remi- it reminds us that the things that we own, we should be using. And there are certain, yeah. yeah, and there are certain things that you can pass along to people in your life that they will get good use of. So I actually wrote it in my notes. So I'm going to go open up my phone and, and, and share this with you. It was so cute. He says, there are three things, Kelly, that you gave me that I use every day. And I said, oh, and he's like, you should get, can you guess? And I couldn't guess any of them, but I gave him three things that I no longer, that no longer served me. Okay. And, uh, I thought it was amazing because I decluttered these items and he found a lot of value in them. So funny enough, the first thing is a coffee maker and the coffee maker originally came from Lauren to me. Lauren gave me her coffee maker. I gave it to my parents. My dad uses it every day. Isn't that adorable? So we can pass things along rather than throwing them out. It's amazing. The second thing was a charger, a cool like phone charger that you can just like plop your phone on. So he uses that every day. And the third thing was a scale. So it was a smart scale. I don't use it. I never used it. And um, I received it as a gift. And so I gave it to my my parents and uh, yeah, it makes them really happy. And I was like, every day, pardon? He weighs himself every day. I think he does. Yeah. Some some people do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would stress me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, oh, I forgot my thought. I'll, I'll rem- try to remember if it comes back. That's okay. That's okay. Oh, this is what it was. I have probably 10 to 12 outfits, but I, I constantly rotate them because there's only 10 or 12 of them. Whereas I, I know people who have huge closets and I always see them in the same black hoodie. Because there's no way they're going to go through those closets to find an outfit. Whereas I have my few outfits in front of me planned. So I just find that that's like the irony. It's like people own so much stuff and they just like use these few basic things every day because it's like overwhelming to even go at the stuff and find something they might want to use. Exactly. So back to the idea of uncovering minimalist motivations and benefits. I read this amazing article on firstpost.com 
titled Rise of the Minimalists to focus on well-being and everyday experiences. Individuals are giving up on personal possessions. So the author is Amber Woodhead, and she conducted an in-depth interview with 15 minimalists in the UK. And her findings concluded three central benefits. Number one, owning less enables us to move around and travel more easily. Number two, spending less time shopping, cleaning, and repairing possessions gives us time back for more important things. So reiterating what we, what we said in the beginning. And three, having less clutter and a better handle on our finances makes us feel happier. And so those were the three central benefits that came out of this interview with 50 minimalists in the UK. I thought that was really, really cool. And then other findings that she noted, Lauren, were many of the minimalists strongly dislike shopping, consumer culture, and materialism. All of them reduced their possessions by buying less and maintaining what they owned. And when they when they do declutter, they tend to donate or sell their items versus throw things away. And when they do shop, they buy higher quality items that last longer. And she found that the majority were also extremely motivated by sustainable living. They tended to buy from sustainable brands or secondhand products. And the biggest motivation, she said, the overarching motivational benefit is that minimalism made them happier. As the minimalists say, Minimalism is the pathway to a more meaningful life. And that is, that is, that is the reason why we, we live this way. So, and this is the easiest way to do it. Yeah. So, you know, I think that the biggest way to really, really push this movement forward is to bring awareness to the benefits of living a minimalist lifestyle. And, and that's why I want to talk about this. It was actually Lauren's idea. She's like, we should talk about why it's growing in popularity and really ask our audience, what are your motivations and what are the benefits that you're reaping from living this way? Like, let's share that with the world. Let's get this out there. I mean, with their minimalist thought leaders, like the minimalist Joshua Becker, you know, uh, the minimalist mom, uh, Courtney Carver, like there's a lot of people out there who are really pushing this movement forward. And, you know, we're a part of this movement and we're hopeful that we can continue to share this with our friends and our family and, you know, our networks and just build, bring awareness to the importance of living intentionally and, and the great benefits that come with living a simple life. Right. I mean, I, I, I talk about it often, obviously like a lot of people ask me and they ask you these questions, but, and something that I personally want to do is I actually want to write more. So that's a goal of mine because I really, really want to help push this movement forward even more. And I'm really hopeful that the majority of us will become more aware of our consumption habits so that we can actually live more sustainably as a whole. Like our planet really, really needs it. Like that's, that's huge. I mean, secondary to the minimalism lifestyle, bringing you a more meaningful life. Like you're also helping the planet at the same time and being mindful for our kids and our kids' kids. Right. So. No, it's so true. And for us, like we need it. Our lives are so stressful and so hectic and this just brings back simplicity and appreciation and gratitude and it just lets you spend your time how you want to spend it yeah uh, instead of caught up in this constant consumerism and materialism that we've ended up in so it it's just such a beautiful way to live and it's so nice inspiring you guys every day to live like this and to yeah 
push, push the movement and push it forward. Yeah. And thank you again for sharing all of your responses. Like it's super, super helpful. And, you know, we will ask more questions in the future because we really want to get to know you guys more. And, you know, we're in this together, you know, we all have our own journeys, but we're on the path together and uh, we love doing this podcast. And we hope that you again, feel immersed in our conversation with us. And uh, some of the greatest benefits include making you feel, feel better. And that's, that's our goal with this podcast is to make you continue to feel motivated on this journey with us. And, you know, there are challenges, you know, of maintaining this lifestyle, like it's imperfectly perfect, this lifestyle, but, uh, again, it's, it's, it's going to be a super rewarding lifelong journey in the end, you know, less stress, less distraction, more freedom, more savings, and the biggest thing time back for the most important things. So, so true. Yeah. So this is fun, Lauren. So thank you so much for connecting and, uh, Thanks again for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks so much for listening, guys. Okay, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed learning about the many minimalist motivations out there and all the benefits that come with living simply. We believe that by living with less, we gain the space and clarity to start living our lives with greater intention, and who wouldn't want that? This lifestyle is growing in popularity for a reason, and we want to thank you for joining us on our mission to further grow this important movement for the better of ourselves, others, and of course, our planet. And as always, I want to thank you for making the time to listen in. This is the third episode of our Best Of series, and please be sure to look out for new episodes in the new year. And lastly, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who have shared a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We love seeing new reviews pop up. Your words are super motivating and they really help our podcast grow. And you can follow and interact with us on social media at Millennial Minimalist and learn more about us, our simple living consultations and our simple living products on our website at mastersimplicity.com. So thanks again, everyone, and have a fun and safe New Year celebration. And I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye.